Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Braden Coy. All right, so before we get started, I just wanted to say I hope you guys that are in the U.S. Um, had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was last week. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving with friends and family and um, and all the food and all the good things that come with Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. And um, anyway, so after that, we are um, getting into this episode. Um, I recorded this interview um, a few days ago um, before posting this, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys have something to look forward to um, going into the holiday season. Um, but yeah, this episode was a great uh, time to, to was it just a really fun time. Um, I got to learn more about this guy. I actually had not met him before, hadn't even done an episode with him before. And um, we met over Twitter and it was turned out to be a really good interview. So um, although he is not a trained professional entomologist, he's, you can also, you can, you can tell that he's very passionate about entomology even though it's not his career. So um, I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, it's a little bit of a different e- episode uh, compared to my normal, um, you know, entomologist interviews. But nevertheless, it is a great interview and I still learned a whole lot. So yeah, let's just get into it. All right, guys. So I am here with Mark Coakley and he has not been on the epi- on the uh, podcast before. But regardless of that, I'm very excited for our talk today. Um, I'm super excited to get into the things that he's interested in, and I'm just going to let Mark go ahead and get uh, uh, introduce himself. Great, Braden. Well, uh, before I do, I'd like to thank you for inviting me on this show. Of course. Uh, yeah. There should be more young people, more, more people of any kind showing interest in, in bugs in general. Absolutely. Uh, myself, um, I live in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, and I guess the reason I ended up in the show is for two reasons. One is because I just have a lifelong interest in bugs. Uh, when I was very young, some of my earliest memories are wandering the backyard and you could lift up rocks and there you find worms, centipedes, what we call potato bugs, beetles, all kinds of little spiders, things like that. And I'd also walk around the bushes that are on the, the sides of the yard. And there you'd get pollinators, spiders too, um, various of the the, 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 the above ground sunlight living bugs. Mm-hmm. And then in the house, you'd get, uh, you get yellow sack spiders, the occasional house centipede, house flies, you know? So it seems that every environment I was in as a young person, I would find some little creepy crawly or flying thing to attract my attention. And I was fascinated in following them and understanding their lives and also trying to understand what it'd be like to be them. You know, I often imagine what it's like to be an ant crawling down one of those little holes and just Absolutely. trying to imagine what is underneath there. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't have the scientific knowledge. I don't think I'd ever seen a, a cross-section of an ant's hill at mm-hmm. that time. But my imagination created one. And so that passion for bugs is something which has gone up and down, but has been a constant in my life. You know, there's some times where I sort of put it aside. Other times I rediscovered it. And so the second reason why I think I ended up uh, talking to you today is around, uh, I'm a writer. I I write journalism for a living and I've written some true crime books, which, uh, you know, we've got a good bit of a good critical reception out out in the world. Very cool. I wanted to write a novel. I wanted to be more creative and do some fiction. So I decided to do a murder mystery. Mm. But I was thinking, I don't want to do the regular old murder mystery, you know, so so many of them seem exactly the same. I thought about, wait a second, what if, the villain killed his victims 
through deadly bugs. Uh. What if he used bugs as a weapon? I go, hmm, that's interesting. And if something like that happened, how would the police respond? Mm. Well, the police wouldn't have the skills to deal with it directly. They'd have to bring some entomologists in to help them with the investigation. Very so my cool. main character is a, is a student at a university who's studying entomology. He's studying uh, jewel wasps, which parasitize cockroaches. And he gets contacted by an old mentor from an old professor who says, I'm working with the police department. I need an assistant to help me on this case. And the guy says, yes. And his life is never the same again. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So That is super cool. So my pre-existing interest in bugs, personal interest, became a professional interest because I really wanted to know entomology inside and out. So mm-hmm. I read lots of books. I watched YouTube videos. Um, I talked to one entomology professor and uh, did a lot of research on the internet and books. And so, you know, I'm self-taught. I don't know how to pronounce properly many of the Latin names of the bugs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about it. And one good thing about it being an enthusiastic amateur, you're not a specialist. I study every kind of bug there is. I'm not focused in on, you know, studying one particular type of dust mite for 30 years, yeah. which as it is, I, I prefer to be more broad. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, I live in Hamilton. I've got a family here. And uh, yeah, and on Twitter, I've been learning a lot from people who post pictures of bugs and entomologists. Yeah, and I noticed that some of these uh, Twitter entomologists who I admire and follow have been before me on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I, I love it when people do what you're doing, when they take an interest and they sort of massage it into their profession that might not actually be related but they sort of make it related um like you're a writer but you've sort of implemented this passion for for bugs and uh, entomology into your work which is really cool i think and i love it when people do that um and i've had a number of other people on the show that are sort of similar they're not really technically a professional entomologist but they're just very passionate so i love having um people like you mark on the show um because it's sort of a change of pace so i do want to make it clear um people listening at home that uh, mark is not a you know professionally trained entomologist he's a writer so um he's just very passionate just like me and just like many others so um yeah that's a little bit about what what mark does so so mark uh what what did your schooling life look like? Like, have you, did you go to college? Um, ha, uh, was uh, high school a big part of your life? And was any of it entomology related in any way? Okay. Well, I always had a, an interest in science, a personal interest in science. Mm-hmm. But the school system that I had at the time uh, turned me off science. Mm-hmm. I, I took a biology course. And really, I, I remember cutting up a cat and there was a couple interesting things, but I had the impression that uh, in order to go far in science, you had to have a strong math background. Mm. And at the time, I, I was a bit of a math phobe. Like, you know, I just, I didn't like math. I found it boring. And the yeah. idea of doing any career path that involved math, the, the, the teenage person that I was made the decision, I'm not going to do it. So I did not pursue math very far in high school. And uh, I was kind of interested in literary stuff. So that basically, that closed the door on science as a career. Oh, I should mention my father and my brother are both scientists. So I've learned the scientific way of looking at things. Oh, okay, and, okay. Um, 
but no, I, after, uh, after high school, I took a little time off to work. I was a landscaper, cut grass. And then, um, then I went to university for journalism, changed to a political science. And then I went to law school and wow. eventually I was called, called to the bar in Ontario. And I practiced law here in Hamilton for 10 years and, uh, found it very stressful. Didn't, didn't get a lot of personal satisfaction out of it, mm, yeah. but I was, I was writing articles on the side and eventually I made the switch to being a professional writer, but no, as a, as a student and as a lawyer and as a writer, I did not have any direct connection to bugs until I decided I'm going to make a connection with this book. Mm. Yeah. So, so then listening to, to you explain your, one of your books, is that, is that really your main book or have you written any other ones? And then what genre sort of, of, of writing do you like to do? Okay, well, most of the money that I earn is from uh, journalism. I write about business issues and stuff like that, which yeah. interests only to a very small audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've published two true crime books from a Toronto publisher. One is about North America's biggest ever illegal marijuana grow operation, mm. which was hit in an old beer factory. So I told the story of those people. And another one was about these lawyers who I knew who did a huge fraud on Wall Street that stole many millions of dollars through fraud. Mm. So I did these crime books and um, my, my journalism, but the, the book I'm doing now, uh, that, that's my passion. And I think I, I, <laughs> I was talking about the, uh, my previous works. And I think I missed a part of your question. I think you were asking me something about my current project. Mm. Yeah. Or anyway. Yeah. I was, I was kind of just asking sort of what genre you like to write in most. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the genre that I'm doing right now uh, with my book, which is called tentatively Murder Bugs, <laughs> sort of take off on the murder hornets thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a combined murder mystery and a romance mm-hmm. with science fiction elements. Got so it. So the main character is an entomologist who's working with his old professor to solve these mysterious bug-related crimes. And at the same time, there's kind of a sweet romance where he lives in a student house. He's a landlord of a student house and he has a female tenant in the house as well. And they're beginning to feel some attraction towards each other, mm-hmm. but he's devoted his life to the study of bugs. Well, she's terrified of bugs. She won't be in the same room uh, as a bug. So that's <laughs> an obstacle yeah. to the lovers apart. Yeah, so certainly. I, I, yeah. So and there's a science element. Um, yeah, it's, it deals a little bit with genetic uh, engineering mm-hmm. and the ways you can change bugs and put the DNA of non-bug creatures into bugs. And a lot of that is based on stuff that's going on right now. I mean, they're releasing genetically modified mosquitoes mm-hmm. in many places in the world, including Florida, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, California, where you live, they released uh, genetically engineered bot flies at one point. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the genetic engineering is a very powerful force that's entered our world recently. And uh, it was a theme that I found kind of brought my book to life and made the bugs a bit more interesting to people who maybe who wouldn't normally be interested in bugs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a really important thing too. Um, I think nowadays uh, science communication is a big, a big deal. And you're sort of, I guess, introducing people to that in your, in your new book. So that book is not out yet, right? 
No, it's been accepted by a highly respected literary agent who has just begun shopping it around to different publishers. That's exciting. That's super cool. Congratulations on that. Yeah, well, it hasn't been sold yet, but uh, yeah, my fingers are crossed. And I'm very, I'm very, very pleased with it. It's the best thing I've written. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I could compare it to other writers, um, there's a bit of Michael uh, Crichton, the author of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually, when he died, he was writing a book called Micro, in which people shrink down to tiny size and they interact with normal sized bugs, but which seem giant to these tiny humans. Oh, really? Yeah. I've always liked the, the giant bug things, like the, the movie from the 50s called Them, about giant ants taking over an American town. So uh, Michael Crichton is a, is a big influence, and Franz Kafka. He wrote a book called The Metamorphosis almost 100 years ago in German. And it was a young man who just woke up after troubled dreams to find he had turned in his bed into a giant beetle. And it describes in kind of a literary way, what do you do if you wake up one morning and you're a beetle? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that happens all the time, apparently. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that actually sort of uh, segues us into uh, our next question, which is – who are your biggest inspirations? Who do you look up to? So other than Michael Crichton and the other people that you talked about, um, who I guess is your, maybe a few people um, that are you really look up to, maybe from the entomology world and then maybe one from your uh, writing literary world? Sure, I got a couple. Yeah. Uh, in the entomology world, uh, E.O. Wilson, he's an expert on ants and he's also written about uh, biology and environmental issues. He oh, yeah. Is amazing author. He's got a, a very good writing style. And I'm fascinated with ants. So I've read a couple of his books. Love his stuff. He's really good. Uh, I like the stand he's taken to protect the environment. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who loves bugs should be deeply concerned about how we're destroying biodiversity. Climate change is a huge threat, which, uh, well, your generation is going to have to deal with it because my generation's messed up. <laughs> um, yeah, so E.O. Wilson's definitely up there. Everyone who likes bugs should read him. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a personal fascination with centipedes. Some people say I like centipedes, but it's not quite like. I like studying them. I'm interested in them. But, you know, it's kind of like uh, they're creepy and fascinating at the same time. So mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time looking at centipedes. And there's a guy named J.G.E. Lewis who wrote a textbook called The Biology of Centipedes. Okay. I think it's the best textbook of any I'm not like I've written many textbooks about bugs, but it's so clearly written, describes the entire life cycle of the bug. So in terms of entomology writers, those two are big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, writing, I mentioned two writers that I have something in common with. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, uh, another writer, though, who's uh, from California, um, his name is Michael Connolly, and he writes crime books set in Los Angeles. And his books have nothing to do with bugs, but I've been reading them like crazy and they've really influenced me in how I write mystery stories. Yeah. So a lot of ideas about the crimes and the, the structure and the surprises uh, were stolen from, uh, I think, uh, California's greatest writer, Michael Connolly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there's a few people on Twitter. Uh, I, I can't name all their names, but I've learned a lot from entomologists yeah. uh, and macro photographers mm. on Twitter. Yeah, big time, definitely. So I, I, I do want to take a little bit of a step back um, and 
I want to ask you when is for some people it's different for everybody. Um, but for some people, there's like a defining moment that you remember. Oh, this is when I really got hooked on bugs. Um, so I guess what was was there a specific moment or a specific age you got really interested in bugs, or has it just sort of evolved over time? Um, it's always been there. Yeah, ever since I was a child, I've had special interest in bugs. Um, though I didn't always have this special interest in centipedes, which I do now. And I think that was triggered around 10 years ago. I saw a video on YouTube where it showed these caves in South America, where you have bats that fly out of the cave and in the cave every night and day. And there was these large scolopendra centipedes that had somehow learned that if they dangled from their rear legs from the ceiling of the cave with their top and dangling down, they could catch flying bats in the air. Oh my gosh. Wow. And I've seen video of that. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, yeah, and then I, I, I started watching more centipede videos on YouTube. Yeah. The amazing things that they're capable of. Uh, you know, they recently discovered an aquatic centipede in Thailand. Scolopendra cataracta, the, the waterfall centipede. And it lives almost its entire life in these little streams and small lakes. Uh, and it swims like an eel. Like it, it moves its body like an eel. No way. The water. Amazing. I've, I've actually never heard of that. But centipedes, um, centipedes are really interesting to me as well. They're just really bizarre in the way they move and the way they look. But... I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. You know, they're really interesting, just like I love all bugs. Um, but they're a little creepy, I think. <laughs> I think they're the one, I think they're the one bug or arachnid, um, just the the one, I guess, bug that I actually am creeped out by. <laughs> like, uh, I was, I was yeah. that way. I would say I'm about the same way as you are, uh, but with spiders. Um, ah. When I when I was much younger, I did not really like spiders. Um, but then I went to the tropics and I really got uh, there, something clicked, right? Um, and it happens with many people where I just came home and I realized, man, spiders are really cool. And so uh, now I have a pet tarantula um, and I've had a, a, a number of uh, pet spiders, but I don't know. I just really love spiders now. And I would like to think that it could be the same way with uh, centipedes, but ugh, they're a little freaky. But um, anyway, so um, what I, I would like, I, this is one of my favorite, my very favorite uh, questions to ask. And um, I know that entomology is like a big hobby for you, but I usually like to ask the people that are on the show, uh, what is maybe other another two hobbies that you really enjoy? And I know entomology is one of them, but other than entomology, um, do you have any other hobbies? Yes. I mean, well, it's very connected to entomology, mm -hmm. but over the last year, I've discovered macro photography. Oh, yeah. I just got this little $30 lens, which I can clip onto a cell phone and take these amazing pictures, which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you need a $5,000 camera to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying macro photography. Um, this year I've taken up kayaking. So oh, that's cool. I go kayaking with uh, family members or by myself in the, the local wetlands we have here. And again, getting back to bugs, there's amazing bugs you see out there, but I'm never brave mm -hmm. enough to bring my camera out in the kayak because <laughs> I may get toppled over and lose my phone in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we have a dog. I like going for, for walks with the dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, those are, those are the big ones. I have a family, which takes a lot of my time. So <laughs> yeah. got, you know, yeah. I've got kids and a dog and all that. Um, yeah, cool. I, I like exercise and sports. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if we can get back to what you were talking about spiders, mm-hmm. that reminded me of one of my formative experiences with bugs. Uh, I was living in the tropics as a child in the Bahamas. Oh, I was spending cool. a year there. And uh, I remember wasps and all this kind of stuff. And I was lifting a rock to see what was underneath. Mm. And I guess this rock had a little gap because when I lifted it up, there was a big hairy tarantula just looking at me. And I had never seen a spider that big before. Oh, so yeah. I just turned and ran. <laughs> I just ran oh, into the house and closed the door in case it was chasing me across the grass. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they they're pretty impressive. They can get pretty big, especially in the wild. Um, they're pretty surprising to people that have never seen them that big before. Oh boy, um, yes, that was something. And uh, yeah, I just talking to you, all, the, all these memories keep coming up. And uh, one thing that, that sticks in my mind is as a kid, I used to always, like I said, lift rocks and explore the bugs. It seems like the bugs have changed in the decades that I've been alive. I mean, I remember I, when I was in my, you know, before 10, that was in the 1970s, like I'm 50 now. And I remember lifting up rocks and seeing what are called violet ground beetles. They're large beetles with a purplish tinge to their shells, and they make this funky smell when you grab them. They were all over the place in the 1970s. Now I lift rocks, I don't see them at all. Back then, we used to have these big black ants that had a red thorax. They were all over the place. Now you don't see them. So I'm really interested in these, you know, when one population of bugs replaces another. You know, millipedes, we only had the round millipedes when I was growing up, but never getting these flat ones. Uh, ladybugs, a lot of people have noticed that ladybugs come in these crazy colors and different, you know, patterns of dots. Yeah, so you sure. these waves. I don't want to use the term invasive species, but the species that are here are constantly changing. And there's, you know, uh, there's probably extinctions going on at the bug level that nobody's recording, nobody yeah. knows about. Little and, miniature, little miniature extinctions, yeah. Yeah, so I'm fascinated about that, the changes in, in the, the dominant populations in the bug world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's for sure a you know a tipping scale because, you know, one year uh, this thing might be more prevalent. Like, I know for this for this year, um, th- this year in 2020, like a big, um, not not just with beekeepers, but with you know uh, honeybees in general there was this weird thing with the queens and the queens were either leaving or dying or stopped laying eggs. A lot of people were having trouble with their queens in their hives, in their beehives, um, right? And, you know, who knows what the variable was, but it happens all the time. And people just notice it with some species more than others. Um, that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, ever-changing scale that changes all the time depending on weather depending on all these all these variables right and so there's this uh uh there's just a different sort of population of species um depending on the year and depending on the climate and all that and yeah i find that really fascinating as well um because you know very minor changes in the environment can make a big difference on that micro scale that we're talking about. Exactly. 
Yeah. So that's, um, that's really interesting to me, to, to me as well. Um, so Mark, I think we're going to, um, start sort of start wrapping it up, but, um, before I get to some finishing questions, um, this is sort of a question that some people choose not to answer, um, if you don't want to give anything away, but, um, is there anything that you want to do differently in the future or maybe things that you want to focus on a little bit differently? Um, any exciting projects coming up in the future that you want to tell us about? Well, I know one thing, um, with my macro photography of bugs on Twitter, I had this plan that I would take pictures of outdoor bugs during the spring, summer, and fall. And during the winter, I would make visits to these local butterfly houses, which you can go as a tourist or whatever, and you go yeah. to this area and they, they feed the butterflies, they land on your head. I was going to take lots of good pictures and put those onto Twitter, but yeah. uh, these places are closed because of the COVID virus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Unless I happen to see, you know, a masked hunter or a yellow sack spider in the house, I've run out of bugs to take pictures of. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to be able to take pictures of bugs again. Because, oh, I guess in California, you could probably do it all year long. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm in Washington actually, so there is actually quite a bit of a, a winter here. But oh, uh, I'm sorry, I thought you were in California. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm in Washington State, so um, yeah, I am on the the West Coast, but. Yeah, the the winter the winter here is not too extreme, but like it's I think forty five outside right now, um, and the sun's out a little bit. But we do have a winter, so I can't really you know look for bugs all year round. Um, but the summers are usually pretty good, so because uh, you know most most species do like it pretty humid, um, and Washington's for sure humid. So um, I can imagine. Yeah, so that's really fun. Um, what else would I like? Well, I'm working on a sequel to my bug book, and I want to keep writing more books that involve entomologists as major characters. That's and, very cool. And I want to introduce different, I mean, the, the centipede was the dominant bug in the first book, mm. but uh, there's a lot of other insects. For example, the tiger beetle. I definitely want to have some fun with tiger beetles. Uh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, explore different bugs in my in the sequel. Keep on learning. Um, yeah, and then to get to know more people who are interested in bugs. Like I really admire what you are doing. You know, you're spreading the word about bugs, but also you're getting an amazing education talking to all these different people. Absolutely. You know, yeah, definitely. The are building up. Um, you know, maybe you can be a broadcaster someday. The next David Attenborough. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, that'd be great. I yeah, keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we wrap up here, Mark, um, I just want to ask, um, where can my viewers go to follow along with your macro photography, with your books that you've been working on, um, and with that new book that is coming out, um, you know, here coming soon? Right now, my only social media presence is Twitter. And okay. my handle is Mark Coakley. M-A-R-K-C-O-A-K-L-E-Y, bugs, B-U-G-S, all in one word. Okay. And uh, if somebody, I'm open to direct messages. If someone wants to send me a direct message, they can. Um, when the book gets closer to be coming out, I'll be making a website. And uh, I don't like Facebook, but I may get dragged kicking and screaming into opening mm-hmm. a Facebook page too. Yeah. And who knows, maybe I'll take a leaf from your book and maybe do a podcast someday. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll have so, you on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun. Yeah, so guys, definitely go check out Mark um, on Twitter and follow along 
for uh, a bunch of cool stuff coming out from him. Uh, Mark, it was super cool to get to know you on this on this podcast together. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I did, Brayden. I enjoyed it very much, and I was honored by your invitation. All right. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. Bye. All right, I hope you guys all enjoyed that episode with Mark, learning about his lifelong passion and excitement for bugs. Um, he has very similar um, viewpoint on bugs as I do. We've both loved them since the very beginning. Um, and I look forward to, I don't know, maybe having him on the show again. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys um, have a good time getting ready for the holiday season, getting ready with your family. Um, I'm not sure if I'll have an episode, another episode here in two weeks like I usually do, because that's just a few days before Christmas so I might see you in the beginning of January then the next episode might be in the very beginning of January maybe the first Sunday or something I'm not sure yet I'll figure it out and I'll let you guys know um so follow me on follow little dudes insect academy on the social media platforms which I'll leave links to in the show notes of this episode so you can follow along and make sure when the next episode is um I don't know maybe a break a little a, a little bit of a break might be good uh, I'm not sure yet so yeah I I hope you guys enjoyed that and I'll see you guys later and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out on our website, www.littledudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are littledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging.